Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chad. Hi, my name is Ronnie. And uh, we got a good one for you today. We're, we're on episode 5 of season 2, or episode 30, if you go by that way. And it's called Historia. Hmm. Yeah, we'll get hmm. to all that. But uh, I wanted to ask you a question about if you've been watching the opening at all. Um, no. Well, first off, it's an awesome opening. You know, you got Shinzo Sasagi. Right? Yeah, I love that <laughs> and, yeah, opening. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I was still going to talk about the ending of the opening and what you thought of that. Do you do you have any recollection? I mean, I've it? seen it before. Refresh my memory. When we're doing these, it's... We got... I'm, the Beast Titan running with a bunch of dinosaurs. What is that uh, all about? That's a great question. Yeah, it's the most random thing I think I've seen. Um, and we're caught up with the series. No spoilers or anything, but still have no idea <laughs> still why Still have no are. clue why that Beast Titan's running with a bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah. But I just wanted to ask you if you had any thoughts on that. But uh, I, I don't. Sorry to disappoint. Well, it's all right. We'll, uh, we'll get right into it. Let's go ahead and... Cause as people know, a little peek behind the curtain here, we uh, we record these a little bit in advance since we're so far behind, and therefore we actually got some news real time this past week, but it's actually going to be a little bit before this podcast is released, so by the time we're saying it, it's probably old news, you probably already heard about it, uh, thanks to Paris and Raphael for making sure that we were on top of it, because... I mean, boys. always very safe to assume that we're not. Season 4, December 7th. December 7th, Crunchyroll, premiering get, on there. So get ready. We're going to get ready. We, uh, You guys just have to sit back and relax, but we've, we've calculated it out. We think if we can just record, as far as when we're recording this one, if we get three done a week, and I somehow manage to edit those and get them out, we should be just in time to... Uh, cover season four and have all the other episodes out so we're, we're pumped hope you are too and hopefully down the line we can do like a little season four preview yeah i'm definitely banking on that maybe like watch the trailer talk about that a little bit too um just anything like that all right so with that being said we can go ahead and tackle this episode all right so we kind of start off well last episode very end we have ymir jumping off slashing herself with a knife and going titan mode just out of nowhere um so we start off this episode you know the the recruits it's kind of like a little flashback we got here they're walking in snow it looks miserably cold outside um snow and sideways yeah snow and sideways just looks terrible um but they're obviously in training you know they're Aaron is probably at the age of about 13 or 14. We're going to do a little math here. He's 15 now. We'll assume this is a year or two ago. Yeah, because this definitely isn't the beginning of their training. This is probably yeah. you know somewhere either near the end or a little more than halfway through. Yeah. And uh, you know they're sitting there talking, and we have Reiner. He's alerting the rest of them, Aaron, Mikasa, Armin, that Krista is missing and that all the Ymir is also missing 
And Mikasa says that she was sticking with Daz because he wasn't doing well. Keep going. Um, <laughs> keep going. Don't stop. Just keep going. Okay, I'll keep going. So our boy Daz the Spaz is back. Um, we also get a little clip of Marco. Good good boy, good bro Marco is there. Love seeing best bro Marco. And he, he puts his two cents in. And then they're like, yeah, they're all gone. Um, we get a little flash clip to Krista now. And she's dragging Daz's weak ass body through the snow. I'm assuming he either passed out or something, and knowing Daz, he probably tried to kill himself, cocooned himself up, and now Krista, little Krista, is having to drag him through the snow to try to get back to camp. Yeah, what would you say Krista is? 5'1", 134? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe. 113, more likely? And Daz, weighing in at like 120, 5'7", can't, I mean, he can't do anything. This guy sucks. But Ymir just shits on Daz, and she's basically like, why don't we just let him go and save ourselves? Um, we're all three going to die if we stay with this fool. This all comes from benefits from a rewatch, because first time through, I hadn't even learned Daz's name. I didn't even realize that the person in this body bag was the same guy from earlier episodes. It was just being a total, total bitch, so this one... I don't know if I would say it makes it better, just makes me even more mad, but it's funny to know that that's him. Daz is, yeah, I love how Daz is still ca- causing problems and, and stuff way back in training, too. We thought he was just the, the loser outside of training, but now we know how he made it. Th- he wouldn't have made it through without What's-Her-Face's help, Krista's. But, yeah, they. she basically says, let's just leave him, or all three of us are going to die, and then Goddess Krista is like, no, you're wrong. We're going to make it back, and I'm going to save Daz. But she obviously can't. I mean, it's it's a blizzard out, and who even cares about this guy? You know Krista's a goddess if she's trying to save somebody like Daz. But Ymir says, I think you have no intentions of actually saving Daz. She's like, you're basically just on a suicide mission right now, and you're committed to death. You just want to make it look like you were trying to be a hero and save him while while you die, so everyone has that thought in mind. And uh, I kind of, I know Ymir is kind of a cunt and stuff, but excuse my language. Well, <laughs> but I I really dig her saying that right there because there's definitely people out there that, you know, they are I guess good people, but it's more for show than it is actually being true to heart. And I feel like, I mean, we don't know too much about Krista right now, but I feel like this is definitely kind of one of those scenes. Yeah, you think she's doing it for herself? Or how people perceive her? I, I think it's for how people perceive her. Um, and and like she said, she, like Ymir said, she's kind of like already committed to death. And she's like, oh, well, even if I die, like it'll make me look good. I don't even know. I, I think I might be on the other side there. I don't know if she cares what people think of her as much as she might be uncomfortable with how she thinks of herself and she probably thinks of herself as weak and why is she she looks at people like Mikasa and wonders why she's here so she expects to die and she almost just wants to try and die in a way yeah. that she deems and then honorable. if and then if she dies like that too it'll make her look like she was super committed i mean who i don't know but yeah uh, i like krista a lot though ymir total uh total bitch yeah like you said with her saying 
you got something against asking for help or what? If I was Krista, I would have said, you got something against not being an asshole and just <laughs> helping? She doesn't say that. And then that's when Ymir's like, so it is you, the mistress's daughter, out of nowhere. And I was a little lost right here. I had no idea what was going on. Page turn. Page turn. But she says it was something she overheard sneaking into the church. Um, you know, she was when she was scavenging for uh, food and stuff, stealing from people for survival, she had overheard a couple nobles inside the wall church, and they were talking about how they just wanted to kill this person, but, you know, they'd change their mind if she would just change her name and live a humble life away from everyone. So then Ymir's like, so you were forced to join the scouts, but uh, don't worry, I won't, you know, I won't tell. Okay, so then Ymir goes on to say, so that's the only reason you joined was because of them. And then she also says, I think the reason I joined is something similar to that. We both got a second chance at life. So it's kind of just like, we don't really know what's going on here. No, it's very broad outlines yeah. of... They're giving us part of it, but not everything we need to connect all the pieces, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. And then Ymir just keeps on. She's having some real talk right here, and she's like, what I'm going to do is keep my name I have and make the best of my life. That's how I'll get the best revenge. So she's kind of throwing shade again at Krista, saying, you know, these people made you do this, and you just laid down and, and did it. Like right. You didn't fight back. She then tells Krista she's just taking the easy way out, uh, trying to die like that. And Ymir says, just drop him off this cliff and maybe he'll live. So they're at the edge of this cliff now. And, you know, she's been dragging Daz this whole time. And she, Ymir claims that she can see the base, you know, far off. She's like, all we have to do is just get down this giant cliff. And she's like... They look down, it's like a 500 foot... Yeah. She's like, if you just throw Daz off this, I'm sure you can live and we'll, we'll go down. And... It's his best chance. <laughs> she then is like, after Chris is obviously arguing that, she does, she knows Daz will die if they throw him off. Ymir then just grabs Krista, throws her down the other way, not down the cliff or anything, but into the snow. And you see a little lightning bolt off in the background. And yeah. when Krista finally gets up... And runs over, there's a big hole in the snow, and Daz and Ymir are gone. Gone. They gone. So she lays down and dies. So she lays down and dies, and that's the end of Attack on Titan. All right. <laughs> so when we go back to Aaron's group, and you know they're, they're getting ready to go out and help them. We got big bro Reiner and Bert. Bert's actually giving some uh, input here. And he's, they're telling Aaron that they're going to come and help, too. Um, and then Connie comes up. You know, it's just such a wholesome well, moment. Yeah, okay, yeah because you, you forgot this part. They come up and say they're going to help, too, because Aaron says, it's better if you guys let me do this alone. How do you figure? <laughs> well, he doesn't want anybody else to die. Aaron's such a noble guy. He's going to go out on his own and do it. Is that so? Goes over to Krista. She's walking up to base, and... We see Ymir just sitting out in the snow waiting for her. This storm was crazy, by the way. Someone needed to give Rudolph a call. Yeah, and I want to know where on, like, where in this vicinity of the walls is this snow happening. 
You know what I mean? That's true, too. Yeah, like what? Are they outside the wall, like in a certain area? I'm not exactly sure. No, that's actually a really, really good point because <laughs> everywhere else we've seen, it's always pretty much just been looking like it's sunny and 82. Yeah, like and I then, feel like they're far off. I don't, I don't know though. But I don't, I don't think there's any way they're outside of the wall. I guess not. I guess it's like the, you know, when in season one where they're riding to the the forest of the giant trees. I guess it's something. Yeah. In that area, I don't know. Maybe their weather's all crazy and this can just happen, but that's a good point. So, Krista comes up, you know, Ymir's sitting there waiting, and she's like, how in the hell did you get back here and with Daz? And it pans over to Daz, who looks very cold and looks like a complete bitch. I'm heartbroken tonight, Jazz. I really am. I mean, I had to break up with Krista. Why? You're telling me this bitch Daz is going to die years ago in the middle of a blizzard, but Ymir and Krista carried his sorry ass to safety? Well, Ymir did it just because Krista wanted to. There's no way she would have actually saved him. Well, then Ymir should have just... uh, Krista didn't need to know that she could potentially save her. Or what am I trying to say? Ymir could have just not... In the end... Like, it's not like Krista got credit for this, you know? Krista strolled up, like, 20 minutes after Daz was back. No one's going, wow, Krista really saved Daz. No, it's... But they're probably not even thinking... I mean, maybe Ymir stumbled in with Daz after she transformed back. I don't know. I don't know. I think Ymir also... If Ymir all... was a real one, she would have dug a hole, put him in it, and been like, we tried. I think Ymir's a secret simp. She simps for Krista secretly she always throws this shade and stuff and then she does something like that um we all know what she's trying to do but i won't come out and say it just i had a breakup whether it was a messy breakup i yeah. might be well i, I mean guess, the chain I guess I'll listen just take her now they saved her the, well you're not allowed to the chain is only as strong as its weakest link and in this scenario the chain might as well be a soggy piece of loaf bread well i'm glad they saved him because daz he did a lot of help in the future um with trust. So we got Ymir telling Krista, she goes, when I reveal my secret to everyone, promise me to take back your old name and live. So she's simping, bro. That's all it is right there. So then we go back and it's Ymir jumping off the wall. She's going Titan mode again. And well, she jumps off the tower and cuts her hand, but her inner monologue went on so long that she didn't transform in time and fell directly into the Titan's mouth. Yeah, and then that was she the was end just, of the episode. She was just like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Yeah. She did say one important thing at the end. It was like, all I know is when I have a second chance, now that I have a second chance at life, I'll live for myself and myself only. So she must have been a straight-up Krista in her first life, whatever that means, because she's talking about just living for herself, that she's always lived for other people. So, I don't I don't buy it, though. I just feel like Ymir's a cunt. I don't see her being a good person. Well, then we go to the calling card. It says, as titans are more active in sunlight, blizzards can hinder their speed, and soldiers are able to move freely and swiftly. They can easily defeat these titans in the winter. So, I don't know when blizzards are going to show up, but if they show up... 
I mean, maybe with the way the timing has worked, every time we're, we're actually following the characters, it's always just like summer or spring, and when winter comes That's along, true. it really does just blizzard all the time. Who knows? And there is like kind of mountainy areas over there, so it does make sense that there would be some snow. But yeah. But then Ymir, we go back, and Ymir's just on a rampage. She's a feisty little thing, dude. This entire back half of the episode is just me constantly confused as to how big Ymir's Titan actually is. And because of that, how big the Titans around her are. Do you know what I mean at all? No, I know exactly what you mean. She strikes me as like when we've seen her like standing in front of Reiner the one time. Like a relatively small Titan as far as Titans go. I, there's so many like weird shots where she seems like three times bigger than some of the titans that she's like killing, but yeah, we also know that there was like the 15 meter guy from that. Yeah, it's just really I can't get a, a couple run. 15. I feel like what I want to think she is is like five to ten meters at most. Like, yeah, nothing bigger than ten for sure. I would say probably like five. But then there's sometimes she looks like she just dwarfs some of these other titans. That yeah. she's kind of weird. I guess too though there is a lot of different sized titans that were sent that way, but I don't I really don't know. But yeah, she's going on a rampage though. She's at first when she starts her rampage, she looks tiny and she's yeah. like swinging from titan to titan like super quick, like gnawing off their nape and stuff. And then like you said, there's sometimes where it's just like, oh, she's huge actually. But Reiner, like, look, Reiner is, has his inner monologue, and he's he's thinking, wow, that's the Titan, the same one that... And then it shows how we had seen that flashback of someone saving him in the past when they were younger, obviously. Yeah. It shows Ymir's same Titan eating that person. Right, so he, he knows, which leads to this entire, like, they're on the top of the castle having this five-minute debate about what side Ymir is on while Ymir is in the process of single-handedly fighting, like, 30 titans. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't... What do you guys think? Is she with us or not? Well, why don't we just put on some gear and fight... Oh, wait. Yeah. All of these people still have zero gear. Just terrible timing. So Krista almost falls off, though, and Reiner grabs her by her leg, barely saving her, and he is so off the wagon right now because of the revelation of Ymir that he's squeezing Krista's poor little leg, my girl Krista. Ugh, felt so bad for her right here. It's almost like he's about to break her leg. Oh, I mean, maybe he should have been a little bit more gentle, but she was going to just kill herself, so if he wants to squeeze her leg a little tight, <laughs> let him. And then she gets him up. This and... ditz was getting ready to just fall off the side of a castle. <laughs> Well, Reiner gets her up, and he's, you know, he's not very happy at all. He's like, you're best friends with Ymir. You you know about her, obviously. She killed my friend, is what he's thinking, I think. Um, but Connie even asked, too, he's like, do you think that, because Aaron had no idea that he was a Titan, do you think that Ymir this whole time knew she's had these powers, like, and she's been hiding from us? That's a hell of a power to hide. Well, hey, Connie... It's a real leap of faith for her to just grab a, your butter knife and jump off and just mm-hmm. not have any clue whether or not she's a titan. I think she knew. <laughs> and then Bert. Bert has some intake here. Let's... Bert is a little chatterbox this yeah. episode. Good lord. Bert speaks and he asks, I wonder what her goal is. Great question, Bert. And that was it. Star of the episode. <laughs> I love hearing him talk, though. He's always got great insight. 
Then Titans start to attack her. She's starting to lose. You know, she's trying to grab onto the tower. And she realizes, like, the more she grabs on, that the tower's about to fall. So she lets go and is just letting the Titans kind of, She's just having to fight them without hanging on to the tower. And then that's when Krista realizes this and she yells. And she's like, don't pretend like you're a good, like you're a good person. It's too late for you to go to heaven. This is when Krista's like, whoa. Starts throwing haymakers at her. Really dodged a bullet breaking up with this one. And then she said, live for yourself, GD. She said the GD word. I don't know if that had it in your translation on Hulu, but... Good day? Yes. Good day, but not really, though. The other GD word. Great day. Then she yells, to tear down the tower. (laughs) So Krista's really just wanting to die right now nutbag dodged a lover but she starts to tear it down and she hops up on the top while it's falling down and gets reiner bert connie and chris to jump on her hair grab my hair if you want to live yeah when the most creepy voice ever kinky she's also has the ugliest titan by far it is pretty gross yeah for sure so then it falls, she saves them, they're all happy and stuff, and that's when all the Titans just start getting up from the rump, from all the uh, rubble and stuff. Yeah, I don't know when it showed them, but my Titan of the Week was the Hitler Titan. Did you see him? The Hitler Titan. The... Oh, you didn't see him? I didn't see him. Wow, what a fail on your part. Go back fail. and watch for the 19th time. Okay. He's got the Hitler mustache, and he's got a bowl cut, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and there's no way it's not supposed to be like a pun on hitler i don't think a jab at him yeah well they start getting up from the rubble and they just start shredding ymir apart like they did mike i mean just ugh. i think this one was just as bad as mike's death it was brutal so yes krista sees this and obviously she is not liking it so with zero gear on and all four foot 11 120 pounds of her she starts running at the titan's I don't know what she's trying to do here, but as soon as she starts running, we have a random Titan getting up, about to attack her when Mikasa flies in and slices and dices this thing. Mikasa, Mikasa. Yes, let's go. We have a bunch of them flying in. They're all slaying out. Aaron gets his first ODM Titan kill. Aaron sucks. And as soon as he gets it, he gets... Too confident, too cocky, and he falls, gets tangled up in his own wires. Yeah. But he got his first kill, though. Odin. That guy's the worst. I love him. I think he's awesome. God, well, you have a different take other than you just love every character. There's not a single character God. I hate besides Daz. You're boring. <laughs> so the fighting's finally over. You know, they take care of all the, the rest of the Titans, and Ymir is just... She is just super wounded. She's missing an arm. Super wounded. <laughs> Don't know how else to put it. It's like she just stepped on a landmine. <laughs> She's missing an arm, missing a leg. Her guts are uh, scrambled up. And Krista's up, you know, right up with her and Hanji, and she tells her, she tells her that her real name is Historia, and I forgot that this the title of this episode was Historia, and. Boom. Let's tackle this right here, right now. Your mirror smiles and then goes night-night. But let's tackle it. Let's go. The Krista Historia 
I don't like the name Historia. Well, I love it. Hey, shucker. <laughs> no, I do, I do agree. Krista sounds better. She looks like a Krista. The blonde hair. I don't know if it's the blonde hair, but blue eyes, blonde hair, Krista. I guess the reason I'm bringing, up, bringing it up is because I would say 90% of the time going forward, I will still probably call her Krista, even if they start referring to her as Historia, which thankfully, even after this episode, a lot of people still kind of call her Krista, but I just don't like it as much. Not to mention well, I'm mad at her right now. Well, we know now that she's from a noble family, um, Historia. It's kind of like history. You see the oh, is that, catch that is that what's going on there? Yeah, it's kind of it's like history, but they added an uh. History, wow. Uh. You must have got that on like the sixteenth, seventeenth rewatch because I well, I yeah, I read. I had to read a couple articles over it. Yeah, I, I hadn't gotten to that yet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. What'd you think about this episode? Uh, the action in the second half was really awesome. I like seeing that. Uh, how do you feel about the Historia Ymir storyline as just a whole? It's not the most exciting for me. That's why I didn't. I feel like my energy wasn't as up this episode. I don't know if it's just because I'm not really into them yet at this point. Yeah, um, they. I mean, Krista is all obviously been shown as a very nice character someone you want to root for Ymir kind of a bitch they were just like such a non-factor on the main scale on a main scale in season one and I felt like season two they're just kind of playing coy with it like they're revealing stuff but not really revealing everything so you gotta really hang in and pay attention and I guess this was just one of those episodes where after the way it ended last episode, I was really ready to get into it, so it was kind of a kind of a snooze fest early on in this Yeah, one. showing the flashback. I'm I am glad that they showed at least a little, you know, backstory to it. I'm but. glad because they I mean they did talk about this in like an episode ago where Krista mentions um like Ymir and her fighting and she says, Well, that's not what you told me up on the mountain so there was obviously some past with mm-hmm. this, so it was, it was good to see that. But And two, it kind of gives us more hints towards Ymir. I really want to know about Ymir's first life, whatever she's referring to by that, especially knowing now that she's a titan, and she always talks about her past life. She has a second chance now. So I really I feel like that's the, the meat of the story with, between them, should be that, her backstory. Yeah, it's definitely not down the drain or anything. We'll see how it develops from here. If you felt differently, let us know. Um, But overall, pretty good episode. Yeah, and I I think it leads to, it's going to lead to something big. You want to do our segment? We're a little short here. Yeah, let's do the segment. Uh, So for people who might be new around here, we actually didn't do it last episode. Chaz put his foot down. Uh, we haven't received any feedback on whether or not people love this segment or hate this segment, so please uh, let us know. It's a little segment we like to call Learn a Little Something About Ronnie and Chad. Yeah. And I can't... What exactly do we do in this? Okay, so in this segment, what we do is usually you just learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chaz. Okay. Uh, who you want to start it off? I'll let you start it, Ron. Okay, so when I was... I'll say 11. Not 100% sure that's right. So I guess a little side fact about Ronnie is I'm a big, avid water drinker. Okay. All right? 
and me and my brother Travis, I've mentioned him before, uh, he's a big fan favorite around these parts, He, me and him used to have bunk beds, and so I used to drink so much water that when I would uh, go to pee, it was just crystal clear coming out, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I've always known pee to be yellow, so when I was at that point in my life, I was like, wow, so I must just be like... It's just water filtering in, filtering out. That's all yeah, I'm doing. Straight water. Yeah, yeah. So when I was 11, maybe I should say I was younger than that because this next part's pretty bad. I'll say I was eight. I uh, I used to he wake was 13. up. Used to wake up, you know, middle of the night. I really had to pee. You know, I was on that top bunk. It was hard. So I would just be like, well, it's just water anyway. It'll dry up. Dry up. You should just uh, whip it out. Just pee off the bu- <laughs> pee off the bunk bed. <laughs> Um, now just in case some of you are thinking, wow, Ronnie really had it figured out. I'm going to start doing that. I suggest not. There did seem to be an odor that started appearing in the room and my father was quite pissed when he had to go, when he, uh, caught on to my ways, when I told him the truth because I just didn't realize what I was doing was wrong. I thought I just found a loophole in the system. So when he had to go rent a carpet cleaner from Home Depot, he wasn't very happy with me, but you know. (laughs) I know, that's crazy that I, that happened when you were 14. You would think it had been when you were younger. Yeah. Um, luckily, it's only a mistake you make once. Well, you made it multiple times, but you finally got caught, is well, what you're saying. hopefully you learned a little something about Ronnie. What about you, Chad? Well, since you're going with a urine story, I, I, be, I guess I'll talk about some urine in my life. Um, one time I had a buddy named Noah... You probably remember Noah growing up. Um, he came over, and I decided to let him... We were probably around the same age, 10 or 11. And I decided to let him sleep in my bed. I would sleep on my beanbag. Wow, what a host. And just to give a little insight on where me and you are from, my beanbag was a University of Georgia beanbag. Wow, oh. what a nugget there. Okay, a little nugget. It's like you're not taking this segment seriously. So, and people are actually learning something. Well, they're learning a little bit. And so, me and him were in there. It was super dark. It's you and him were in the beanbag together? No, we were in the room. Okay, He sorry. was in my bed. I was on the beanbag. Tell the story better. It's 3 a.m., okay? I had We had drinking a lot of Cokes and stuff. I'm not a big water guy. You know this. Especially back then. I didn't know what water was. But we had drank a bunch of Cokes, and I had to pee very bad. I was scared. It was 3 a.m. You know how it is. You don't want to go outside the room. There could be monsters. I know how it is for (laughs) sure. So I ended up falling asleep, and when I woke up, my entire beanbag was filled with urine. You peed the bed. Well, the the beanbag, yeah. The beanbag. Soaked. And I was so embarrassed by it that I, I, in the morning, I took it to the basement and did not tell my parents that I peed on it. So right. it sat in the basement just filled with urine. For how long? I don't know. Still there to They this never day. found out. They thought Noah did it, I think. I just blamed it on Noah. Uh, that sounds like something you would do. But yeah, I just thought I should share that. I can honestly say I've never, um, never peed the bed or beanbag. I've peed the carpet multiple times, but... Yeah, I think yours is a little worse, uh... 
Well, no, please send us some feedback. Mine's not worse at, at all. The podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Tell us whose story is worse. Um, mine was on accident. His was on purpose. I think we all know whose is worse. Mine, there was logical thinking behind mine. I was thinking on a eighth grade level. I was only in fourth grade. Uh, and yeah. Great science, dude. We'll see you next time. Peace.